Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hey, man. Welcome to Power of Prayer Ministries. My name is Pastor Larry Honore Jr. And I want to thank God for everybody that's here. Uh, as I was saying, I, I want everybody, when you get time, and I was talking to me and an apostle, and we were discussing about the weather. And just pay attention to the weather. Um, when I was looking at the, the the map chart of the United States, and there's a heat wave going really across the land. There's a heat wave. And look at the weather patterns, you know. Uh, I've never seen rain so frequently in Texas, but dry up quicker and it gets hotter and hotter and hotter. If you look at it, the water has nowhere to go. If you pay attention, you pay attention to the North Pole, the northern caps, they are melting at a at a increasing rate, the polar caps are melting, and and those polar caps, they're about the square miles, and and even though you might see a polar cap maybe 500 feet in diameter, but you look below the water, it's probably another thousand feet of ice on that polar cap. Uh, cap, and the water has nowhere to go. You had a polar cap is melting. Um, I remember back in the late '80s, they were talking about the ozone layer that it was getting a bigger and bigger hole, and now you get more rays than ever before. You get more sun rays. You're getting uh, more rays, and you don't have that protection. It's like a tent. You know, it 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 just like you look at the ozone layer. Look at it like a tent on your car. Um, if you have tent on your car, you can feel a difference that you don't feel the sun rays and you don't feel the heatness. But but if you don't have no tent on your car, you're gonna feel the heat. You're gonna feel the sun rays. So the ozone layer is just like the tent of the earth. T i n t. Just like a tent. And when the tent is destroyed, you're going to feel more heat and more sun rays. And, um, and if you look at sunscreen, I remember a time you say, oh, you don't need no sunscreen. Now, you, you know, it's good to invest in a good sunscreen because we're having more sun rays. You know, years ago we didn't, but now the ozone layer is not protecting the earth. And the water does not have nowhere to go. So when you see the polar caps um, start to melt, that's more water. That's more humidity in our atmosphere. And if you stay near coastlines, you're going to feel the heat even more. If you stay near a body of water like a gulf or ocean or river, you're going to feel it. 
and the water don't have nowhere to go. So it, it transferred to condensation of steam, gathering the clouds, and the clouds dump it out as rain. And you're going to see more devastating floods like never before, not only in America, but in South America, even in Europe, different places of the earth, because the water has nowhere to go. But a sea level used to be, say, uh, the sea level going to increase. The sea level is going to increase. The water is going to increase. And that's why you're finding more and more dead fish because you have more fresh water mixing with salt water, and your salt water fish is not going to really survive due to the fresh water. And you see some animals, they're adapting to fresh water, but even they're destroying the different reefs in the ocean. Coral reefs are important. So I want we are in the last days. So whether you pay attention to it or not, we are in the last days. I don't know we, I don't know what part. I don't know we the, the beginning, the middle, or the end. Mm-hmm. But we are in the last days. Amen. Inflation is um, is climbing. Inflation is going up. The value of the American dollar is steadily declining. Mm-hmm. If you, I want to just use a prime example. Uh, I was shopping for some shoes, and I thank God that I ordered those shoes. Because if I didn't order those shoes, I would pay forty, forty to fifty dollars more for those shoes. Uh, inflation mm-hmm. is changing so rapidly. I remember time they used to have one week sale or one month sale. Now, if you got an email notification. A lot of stores have one-day sales here today, 30% off, because they can't afford to say, we're going to do this sale for a whole month. So things are rapidly changing. So I want everybody to pay attention. Pay attention to your surroundings. No one, the economy is trusting God. That's, that's, that's the economy. Amen. That's the economy. The economy is trusting God. The economy is trusting God. Nobody can even predict the economy. They don't know it's booming. I know in Texas they're building things, but most things they're building is due to investors. They, they, you know, investors are high risk takers. So look at the weather. Look at the animals. There are a lot of, it's a lot of animal attacks. It's, you know, some people say, oh, you know, yes, there's people who, you know, say things to God and animals attack, but you, you don't know why. But animals and, and uh, habitats, are being destroyed due to man. So you're going to have more animals in human environments because they don't have no habitats no more. Because men are building stuff that don't even make no sense, and they're destroying animals' habitats. So you're starting to have more animals even in your environment. You, you're starting to 
see weird bugs that you normally wouldn't see. You know, and it's it due to the habitat, habitat and also it's due to your change of climate. You got animals, even if you look at a lot of places that's normally very, uh, very cold, it's not as cold if you look at it. It's not as cold like they used to because everything is changing. Uh, the economy is changing rapidly. More and more cash is less needed. Mm-hmm. Pay attention. Pay attention to your surround. Cash is becoming less and less important. <clears throat> Many of us don't care cash. We do it's a few dollars here, here in between. Pay attention because we are in the last days. Pay attention. Um, the disrespectful parents that's on the uprise, disrespectful church leaders. Our churches are becoming more and more watered down. You can say God, you can say the Trinity, but you better not say Jesus. You can say the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost all day long. But you say Jesus, or you can put that on the back burner. Things are changing rapidly. But only... Only what you do for Christ is going to last. So pay attention to your surroundings. Pay attention. Because, you know, God is not praying. No, he's not. And people are dying quicker than ever. Amen. When stuff, I, I remember a time when someone, if I did wrong or someone done wrong to me, it usually took years. Now it's coming back so fast that it's not even funny. Mm-hmm. It's just like if I do wrong today, I wouldn't be surprised in less than two weeks. That same thing I've done, it happened to me. Mm-hmm. Or someone do me wrong. It doesn't have it don't have nothing to do with it because I'm I'm God's mouthpiece. That's with anybody in general. Mm-hmm. Things are coming back quicker whether it's good or whether it's bad. So those who are playing with God, playing church, you better repent and and get before God. I was talking to my mother, and she was telling me about a man of God in South Korea, and he prayed like five hours a day. Now it decreased to three hours due to his needs and different things. And I watch many foreign countries. They they are prayer warriors. You know, many many foreign countries. They they are a lot of prayer warriors, a lot of prayer, and they don't have all this materialistic stuff like us Americans do. But they pray, and they pray, and they. So in the name of Jesus, I pray that everyone to get the fire of God back into your life, the Holy Ghost fire. Get 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 your prayer life back in order. If you if you got to do two minutes a day and increase it, get back in prayer, because there's some things that's gonna hit America that it's gonna blow our minds. You you know the same sex marriage ten years ago we'll say no way, 
But now we got same-sex marriage. Now we got people now abortion is really legal. So there's some other things that come into America that's going to blow your mind. But you don't know what laws and bylaws been in effect years ago, and they're just waiting to be uh, become effective. So I want everybody on this line, take a long look at yourself and get back to prayer. There's many distractions, and I understand that. There's many distractions. There's distractions on the job. There's distraction on driving. There's distractions at home. There are many distractions. But only uh, only reason a strike, uh, distraction can be effective is when you pay attention to the distraction. You you know, uh, many of our parents, when you, when a child is a little baby, you pay attention to the cry, you pay attention to the movement. But oh, the baby moving around, he about, he or she about to wake up. But the older you get, the things that normally distract you don't distract you. There's a cry when they need help. There's a cry that's like, oh, they're just playing. So only way distractions become very minimal or minute to us is maturity. We need maturity in the things of God. We need maturity dealing with the spirit realm. We need maturity in the natural realm. And why there's a lot of people don't want to hear that word, maturity. So I want everybody to get back in prayer. Get back in prayer. Get back in prayer. Get back in prayer. Because some things that's going to be a blessing to some and a curse to others. Things that's going to take place in America. It's just, I'm reminded of the covenant, uh, the ark, uh, Noah's ark. And not and knowing his family got saved from the destruction of the flood. Now there's some we need to be in the ark of safety in Jesus Christ, because there are floods of destruction coming. But when you're in his safety, you you'll bypass that. When you get back, because two years ago, two three years ago a situation that happened in Spain when the banks uh, the banks closed down, the banking system failed. And I think the people was allowed to get maybe $100 a day until they can get their banking system back in order. So just imagine you have $4,000 in bills a month but you can only withdraw $100. You're going to be a negative 1000 every month until the banking system get back in place. What about our, our banking system can fail? What you going to do when your money run out? One thing my dad said was so powerful. He said he had a dream that he, w- he was in a house and he had a room full of money 
but it wasn't worth nothing. The money was no good. And we look at today's economy. They they getting away from cash. It's gonna be a time that cash is gonna be obsolete. You're gonna have cash and it, it has no value. A cash is backed up by gold. So I want to tell everybody, we gonna have to trust God. We gonna have to, and the only way, in in you know the mark of the beast and different things. That's that's going to happen. And the only way they can that be effective, they take no cash. So everything has to be done by a card, mm-hmm. electronically. They can track you electronically. They can't track cash, but they can track you electronically using credit cards, debit cards. So I want to tell everybody, get back to prayer. Get back to the simple things in life. Because one day, all this technology going to be very minimal. Mm-hmm. Amen. Thank Amen. you, Jesus. Say what you need to say. And I want to tell everybody, say what you need to say. Ask God for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Forgive your people, family, anybody and get back on track. I promise you, things are changing rapidly in America. Not only by temperature, not only by uh, economics, but even the spirits. I'm going to tell you this. While more foreigners you have coming to America, they bring in more and more spirits. I'm going to tell you this. When people from America go in foreign countries, they take in spirits out of America and bring in a foreign country. Mm-hmm. And those spirits from foreign countries coming back here. Mm-hmm. It's not everybody on the spiritual realm. And you got more people today are seeking for power than never before. Yeah. They don't they don't want to go through Jesus Christ to get power. Mm-hmm. So the demonic the demonic army is growing rapidly. People under the demonic are selling they're selling their souls at a at a rapid rate. But we as Christians, we gonna have to pray. That's the only thing. You know, we can you can sit here, you know, the Bible says no to the vice of the enemy. That's true. But you need the Holy Ghost to the Holy Ghost know everything. So when people you talking about all these vast number of spirits. And those spirits come from Greek gods and Roman gods. You you know, you got to do research, but you got to know if the research is pure enough mm-hmm. to help others. Because the demonic realm, they ain't going to really, no demonic person, unless they've been converted to Christ, they're not going to tell you the truth. So even, even the more, you need the Holy Ghost baptized in fire. Mm-hmm. People are more in the stuff. They uh, they take on demons. That if you can see certain things, it will blow your mind. Like, wow. So I just want to tell everybody: get back to business with God. Amen. 
Stop, stop all that religious stuff. Stop all that. Get back to the basics of God. Mm-hmm. And there's reading, praying. I'm going to tell you all this. Randall's, it's a store. It's one of our grocery stores. In some states, I might call them Tom Thumbs or Safeway. They're all the same company. Randall's are closing down in Houston. Randall's. We had a big Randall's maybe three miles from me. They've been open for good, I want, I want to say roughly 20-some years. It just completely closed down. Randall's are closing down rapidly. Charles of Earth, they completely out of business. Um, Sears, completely out of business. They holding on by a thread. You're going to see more and more closures of stores and grocery stores mm-hmm. because people look at, oh, they building. Don't get distracted. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Don't get distracted. Pay attention to your surroundings. Amen. 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 Heavenly Father, we just say thank you. We thank you for the word, the word that you have given. Lord, we thank you that no weapon formed against your people will prosper. And, Father God, we ask you to forgive us of our sins, known and unknown. Forgive us of every thought, action, deed this day. Lord, we thank you for your daily bread. Lord, we thank you for life, health, and strength. And, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just say thank you for all that you have done, everything that you um, predestined for us. And, Lord, in the name of Jesus, we will not, Father, we will not, Father, in the name of Jesus, we will not go into anything without your, your direction this day. Lord, let us come to you for everything. You say, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And Lord, we will seek you first this day. Whether it's buying something so simple or a big purchase, teach us, Lord, while it's yet day to seek you. And Father God, as I give you your word, Father, Lord, I thank you that I decrease that you increase in me. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. 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 I'm, I'm going to go into Ephesians chapter 6, mm-hmm. starting at verse 10. Ephesians chapter 6, Ephesians chapter 6. And I'm reading out the out the New Living Translation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says, "Final word: Be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on the all put on all of God's mm-hmm. armor, so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil." Now, I'm going to read this out of the Message Bible. It says, 
uh, verse 10 through 12, it says, and that all about wraps it up, God is strong, and he wants you strong. So take everything the master has set out for you, well-made weapons of the best material, and put them to use so you will be able to stand up to everything the devil throws your way. This is no afternoon athletic concept that we walk away from and forget about in a couple of hours. This is for keep a life or death fight to the finish against the devil and all his angels. Now, I'm going to read this out of the King James Version. They find my brother, be strong in the Lord and in his power of his might. Put on the whole arm of God that ye be able to stand against the walls of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, and against spiritual weakness in high place. Why well, I'm reading all three of them. You can get three different versions of different translations. This is the thing. When we wake up in the morning, we need to put on the full armor of God. We need to put on the heaven of salvation. We need to put on the breastplate of righteousness. And we, uh, you know, I'm going to read further. We, we need to put on peace out with the preparation of gospel and taking on the shield of faith that we can be able to quench out of power that Every morning you wake up, you need to put on the full armor of God. Every morning you need to put on not, not part of the army or armor, but the fullness of the armor of God. You can't, you can't, you, you can't play with it. Every day in this world, there's a fight. Even at the peacetime, I'm going to tell you this. I'm give you an example. Every morning you wake up with a decision. Are you going to go to work? Are you going to stay home? Are you going to go be productive or are you not? Are you going to be faithful or are you not? You're either going to be faithful to God, you're going to be faithful to him, you're going to be faithful to your flesh. Mm-hmm. Every day there's a battle. You don't know what's around you every day that's trying to take you out. The enemy does not come to hurt you. No, he doesn't. The enemy don't come to scratch you. He doesn't. He, the enemy don't come to scratch you. The enemy don't give you a black eye. No, he don't want to give you a black eye. But the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. The enemy ain't coming to scratch you. The enemy is not coming to baby your feelings. The enemy ain't coming to bruise you. He coming to steal, kill, and destroy. Daily, when you wake up every morning, we all in the image of God. We, when God created us, he created us what? From his image. So the devil hates every image of God, whether you're black, whether you're white, whether you're Asian, whether you're mixed, whether you're Indian, whether you're Native American, Indian, Pakistani, Russian, African, whether you're uh, Croatian, whether you're from whether you're from Texas, whether you're from California, whether you're from North Carolina, South Carolina, Florida, you can be from Alaska. You can be from home. Every one of us is created in the image of God. So every morning you need to put on the what? The, the full armor. See, I'm going to help you with this. If you're a woman, 
you're not going to fight in high heels because you have no what? Balance. You got to be a cold person, good with your hands, and balance control if you can whoop people with your high heels. Now, I've seen women use the high heels to hit somebody across the head. But you ain't fighting in no high heels. And, and you're not fighting in nothing loose. If you are an expert fighter, whether you in the hood, whether you're in the ghetto, whether you middle class or high class, if you deal with physical altercations all the time, you already know. If you're a woman, pull your hair back, put a little Vaseline on your face, wear a tight-fitting shirt so they, they won't pull your shirt, snag your shirt. You can make sure your shoes are tied or are you barefooted. You can make sure your chains are tuck, tucked in. Now, if you got rings on your finger, you're going to make sure that if they're expensive, you're going to put them up. But if you got some good, some brass knuckles, you might use it. So when you encounter it with a guy, most guys fight with no shirt on. I never understood until I got older. When you when you sweaty, it's hard to grip a person when it's bare skin. Mm-hmm. So if if I have three people attack me and I put oil all over my I like I don't have no shirt on and no shoes and put all over my body, if three people try to attack me, they'll have a difficult time because they mm-hmm. it's no clothing holding me. Uh-huh. They can't hold me. I can slip out, I can do damage effectively. And that's why, guys, if you look at most guys, they'll take their shirt off. Unless you're expert. And they make sure your shoes tie. They got they got uh, a belt on. They ain't sagging. Or they barefooted. If the guy got long hair, he's going to pull it back, tuck it in his, he's going to pull it back. So what I'm telling you, when you go go to a knife fight, you bringing a blade or a razor. Mm-hmm. If you're dealing with guns, you're going to bring a gun. Mm-hmm. Dealing with sticks, you're going to bring an axe. Mm-hmm. So if we can be prepared in a in a physical world mm-hmm. and, and fight naturally, when we come to God, why, why we don't want to put on the whole arm of God? Amen. We put on part. Oh, this is easy. I can get get them. Now, if Goliath, I'm going to tell you this, Goliath fell down because God used David. Goliath got so bold that he had a helmet on. So David said he, the, the rock hit him dead in his forehead. Goliath wasn't fully prepared. He took advantage of David. Because, see, when, a, when an enemy get cocky, the enemy... It's not going to come to you after the enemy taunts you so long. You can get the enemy because it's just like the more a person taunts you, they'll say, oh, I don't need these brass knuckles for him. Oh, really? I don't. Look, I can keep my shirt on. It's going to be a fat, quick fight. I don't, I don't need this. But the enemy get comfortable. But when a person whoop him, all of a sudden he want to jump that person. Mm-hmm. See, I want to tell y'all this, and I learned something. You always want the enemy on his toes. When you, only way you gonna have the enemy on his toes is walking in God's full armor. 
if you, if you come fully prepared, you got all your armor, all your gear on, that, they don't say, oh, I can't pull nothing. Look at that soldier. He got his, his, he got his rifle. He got his automatic rifle. He got all his gear on. He got his uh, handgun. He got his knives. He got his weapons. He got his bombs. He got all these things. Now, if a soldier one day don't have on his bulletproof vest, his armor body vest, mm-hmm. you know, he don't have his vest on. He don't have his helmet on. We can do a headshot. Oh, that soldier don't have his helmet. But only way the enemy can be intimidated and you have an enemy on his feet is when you walk in the full armor of God. But if the enemy see that armor not in place, you live in a double life, or he, or he laughing. He coming strong. Yeah. He's coming prepared, and you cannot put on everybody's armor. Oh. David couldn't put on King Saul's armor. David had his own armor. That armor worked for King Saul. It doesn't mean it worked for David. David couldn't wear his armor. You can't wear your apostle's armor. You can't wear. Your prophets, your man, woman, God, you, know, you can't wear your pastor's armor. You can't wear the minister or the evangelist's armor. You gotta, you gotta put the armor that God has for you. Amen. We we up here attacking demons that we're not right to handle. Mm-hmm. See, I'm gonna tell you this. Uh, I watch UFC fighting sometimes. You can't jump from UFC fighting in a back street and go to UFC. You can't do that. You got, They got rules. There's things you cannot do. You can't hit certain places. You can't use weapons. You can't use this. You have to learn their policies and rules. Mm-hmm. So what you did in the world, it might have worked, but you're in a whole different arena. That's why we got to put on the forearm of God. I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you. The enemy going to try to come, but it'll never affect, affect you. I'm going to show, for example. Now, I'm going to continue reading. Go to verse 13. It says, Wherefore, take unto you the whole arm of God, that ye may be able to stand in the evil day, and, and having done all to stand. Then, therefore, having your lawns girded with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, have your feet shod with the preparation of gospel of peace, Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you are able to quench all fiery darts of the wicked, and take on the heaven of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Mm-hmm. Which is the word of God. you got to have the word of God. Now, I'm going to tell you this. The enemy, 100% of the time, the enemy coming against you with what? Words. Mm-hmm. 100% of the time, the enemy is coming against you with what? Words. Uh, witchcraft, soothsayers, uh, root workers, um, uh, um, um, what you call it, demonic priesthood. Uh, uh, you got all hoodoo, voodoo, all these different darkness of religion. Now, um, this young lady shared with me, she said, as a little girl, her mom used to take her to those places. And uh, her mom used to share, uh, take her to those places. And she said, when this little girl she witnessed, say, 
they have words when they come against a certain individual. They have words written down. They come with against the person with words. And also they need a picture. Now, the Bible says, without a vision, my people perish. So they have a picture of you, and while they see your picture, they speak in words against you. They need a picture of you. And I say, wow. It's, it's a, uh, there was a root worker, uh, what do you call it, uh, a warlock priest. They come against that individual with words, and she wouldn't have to let child. So another young lady I came across, and she used to go to them places. She said exactly the same thing. I say, she went um, as an adult. And I say, wow. I say, the enemy used the same thing as the people God used. So, so they read those words over and over. Then some of them will tell you, take these words and read them three times a day at the same time or whatever instruction they give them. So these are people in the demonic realm. They come against with words. Every word that the enemy form is like an arrow. Say it again. Every word that the enemy form is like an arrow. When you speak the word of God, it's like an arrow. And, and, and then you got the two-edged sword. The word is like a two-edged sword. When you use the word of God, it cuts the enemy in and out. See, it, it's not your kitchen blade. Most kitchen blades have what? One blade. But, to God, but you got some kitchen knives have a, a two-blade, and, and they use that mainly in cut, cutting steaks are cutting different heavy parts. So when it goes in, it cuts in and it cuts out, just like the Word of God. It cuts in. The Word of God is the only thing that's effective in this whole universe. There's no weapon in the end. It's no weapon that the enemy has that effective. The Word of God is effective for the whole universe, for ages to come. The Word of God is going out. This whole universe was created by the what? The Word of God. So this word of God is effective. This word of God, God created the heavens. He created the earth, anything between the heavens. His words are so powerful. So what I want to tell everybody, the enemy sends fire darts through the words. So when when somebody say call you an F word, and it affects you, it don't affect your flesh, it affects your spirit. Mm-hmm. And when it hits you, you become angry. Mm-hmm. That's a touchy area. The enemy only deals with the enemy hits you spiritually that you can be that you can react fleshly. If you look at the spirit realm, the spirit realm has no time. But our flesh do. So when the enemy comes again, he hits you in your spirit realm. And then you react fleshly. We all guilty. Uh huh. So, so you ever been driving? And you driving, or you mind your business, and a thought comes out of nowhere, and you remember this girl who cussed you out thirty years ago. Uh-huh. And you say, I remember her. I can't stand. The only reason I couldn't get back with her because she was older than me. And, the, and it pops up. And why it pops up? Because the enemy knows that affected you. 
And all of a sudden you see that person. Now you're angry. That's what the enemy used. Because now you're affected fleshly. And now you say, man, I, I want to. But arguably act to someone, to an ex-boyfriend, ex-girlfriend who did you wrong, and now you're with this person, and you want to treat them like somebody else treats you. Because you, you didn't control your emotion. The Bible says if a man can rule his spirit, it's like a city without walls. We found that scripture. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, we're going to go to and read out of Proverbs. Um, New Life Bible, Proverbs 25 and 28. Say, a man who cannot rule his own spirit is like a city whose walls are broken down. And I'm going to read Proverbs 16:32. This is a very familiar one passage. And I'll be virgin. Better a patient person than a warrior, one with self-control than ones who take a city. I'm going to read out of King James Bible. It says, he that is slow to anger is better than the mighty. And he that ruleth his spirit than he that taketh a city. So, that's why it's important to have a form of God. But you notice, when you start reading, you start praying, you start fasting, when you get those thoughts, they don't affect you. That's right. When you get, you know, now, really, and like a person go off on you, when you wasn't praying, praying like you should, you'll react. But when you're in God, you say, oh, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. But you got to put on the full armor of God daily because the enemy come against you daily. The enemy strategizes you daily. Now, the Bible says the enemy may, may leave for a season, but he is coming back. But even though when there's peace in certain areas of the world, do they take the soldiers off those posts? No, they don't. Uh-oh. They still keep those soldiers there, whether it ain't been a war in five years, 10 years, 20 years. They still have soldiers patrolling a certain area. Uh-huh. They know eventually the enemy will come. The enemy will eventually come. And verse 18 says, pray always with prayer and supplication in the spirit and watch it there unto with all perseverance and supplication for the saints. I'm going to read that out of the New Living Translation. Pray in the spirit at all times. Pray in the spirit. you got to have the Holy Ghost. Pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Mm-hmm. Still, be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Be persistent. The word of God is a sword. 
The word of God is the sword. And so you're cutting. You're cutting. You're cutting. But you got to stay persistent. Trouble will come, but you're going to be the calm in the middle of a storm. You're going to have peace where everything is chaotic. Mm-hmm. But you got to have ruling your own spirit. You got to have prayer. Prayer life builds your faith. Prayer life builds your faith. Prayer life creates walls and hedges, fiery hedges of God. If you don't have no prayer life, anything can bother you. I learned something. They say a, a hot tempered person is a weak person. And 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 I didn't understand that. I said, how oh, a hot tempered person is a weak person? Because they respond to everything. They don't have no stamina, stamina, stamina. Mm-hmm. They don't. Uh, they don't have no endurance. They don't have no resistance. Or anything that come across them, they they get they get affected. That's why the Bible says the meek shall inherit the earth. Not an angry man. Not a high tempered person. You gotta have rule over your spirit. Where people come with me in flesh, no. People come to you flesh, but that person has a spirit that operates through their flesh. The spirit realm mm-hmm. does not use flesh. They don't, how to word, they don't, they use spirit to operate through your flesh. They, if the spirit realm has no body, they cannot, it cannot be effective. They need a body in order to do the work that they care. Well, if God, God needs us, God uses our body to carry on the gospel, to heal the sick, to get deliverance. Spirit realm use the same thing. They need a body. The spirit realm don't have a body. Everybody in trouble. It, it's nothing. It, 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 if, if there's no bodies on earth, the work of God is finished. The work of Satan is finished. But the spirit realm uses a body. Even though the spirit is stronger than a body, it uses a body, and we have to know we have to notice that. So when you say it was all flesh, no, there's a spirit, and, and you need to be led by a spirit in order to operate in the flesh. And after the spirit develops a rhythm in you, the, the, the spirit don't have to do nothing. The spirit say, "Oh, they doing it in their own flesh." I just gave them a suggestion. God give us suggestions, then we give us suggestions. All day, every day. But we got to turn it down. Once the enemy, even the enemy knows about the rhythms of life. So the enemy only comes to things that you like. And everything you like, there's a certain rhythm you do it. Like, for example, when you meet new people, it's a way you do things. Mm-hmm. When you go on a new job, there's a thing you have a rhythm. Everything has a rhythm. Mm-hmm. The enemy knows that. The enemy knows about cycles and rhythms. Now, God knows about cycles, rhythms, seasons. But the enemy knows, the enemy only operates what you like. The enemy don't come with what you dislike. He never will. If you don't like squash, the enemy ain't going to bring you squash. So you know, if the enemy want to break a, like you're in a fast and the enemy want to try to break your fast, what is he going to bring He's going to bring seafood, going to bring Mexican food, going to bring ice cream, cookies. But if the enemy come with squash and eggplant, 
and turkey bacon, you know you ain't that that look, even at your hunger's day, it'll rot in the freezer, it will rot in the pantry before you ever touch it. Mm-hmm. So when the enemy comes against you, he uses fleshly body, but everything has come from the spirit realm. Like when, when a person say, oh, I see this, so I want to release it to you. Well, can you get it down from it? No. You have to go pray to receive that blessing. Mm-hmm. It's all, Okay, for example, say, the, say you inherit some money. They say, okay, Mr. Larry, we have a check for you for $50,000. Mm-hmm. You have a check for $50,000. Okay, can you send it? No, sir. You need to sign these papers. Once you sign these papers, we can release the check. Okay. But can you find them for me? No, I can't. You need to find it mm-hmm. so I can release these funds to you. That's the same way with sometimes lazy Christians. God has it for them. But they want God to do it. They want God to sign their name. They want God to put them in a wheelchair and roll them in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Uh, may God roll me to there. Lord, transport me there. And God said, I gave you feet. I gave you hands. I gave you abilities. No, we are not. God, God is not waiting on us. You know, we think God ain't waiting on us no more. Mm-hmm. It's a point that God won't wait on us anymore. God will give it to someone else. So don't get comfortable with mm-hmm. it. Oh, God, you're all patient. Oh, God, you're so graceful. You, There's a time God won't wait on you no more. God say, ah. God say, I get a question to someone else because they, they, they don't even want to sign the uh, sign the paperwork to release the funds. So I say, I give it to someone else. Well, I, I, all you had to do was sign it for me, but you gave my check to my uh, someone else. No, because you, there there is a protocol in the heavenly realm, like there's a protocol in the earth realm. So we say we're waiting on God. God's waiting on us. But God, we get a point. God said, I'm tired of waiting on you. you I'm going to give it to someone else. I've seen people miss blessings. I remember um, this person could have got a, a simple car, but they were so stuck on an SUV. Mm-hmm. And I want another SUV. Now they couldn't afford the SUV. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, they couldn't afford it, so they missed a car because they they wanted what they wanted. They missed a blessing. You got people that God would give them fifty thousand miles, and they won't take it. Lord, I want to ask for 100. I ain't ask for 50. I ask for 100. But God gives us things in measures. If, if you can do right with 50,000, God says, okay, I can trust you with 100. You do right with 100, I can trust you with a million. You do right with a million, I can trust you with 10 million. That's how God operates. No one on this phone don't up and do stuff for your kids. You don't give a one-year-old child a $200 pair of tennis. No. You won't do that. No, you wouldn't. But you'll wait till that child gets 18, 
or older to let them appreciate their two hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Now, in some cases, if they're twenty years old, they still tying up shoes. You say, "All right, you want them shoes? Yeah, buy them yourself." But you tie up the fifty dollars shoes and the forty dollars shoes. Mm-hmm. If, if, if one for the grace of God, you'll tie up your feet. Mm-hmm. So. God give us things in measures, in metrons. God give us things. But you cannot miss blessings because there's nothing wrong with thinking higher. There's nothing wrong with having confidence. But everything has a base level. I'm going to tell you this. I wanted a Toyota Avalon. But I'm glad I didn't get it because I wouldn't hammer. Mm-hmm. I couldn't handle no Toyota Avalon at that time. It's I'm in pain, roughly seven hundred dollars a butt. Mm-hmm. I wanted a Lexus. I wanted an Escalade. But even at my age, there's a cost, and now I don't want to pay them costs. After everything depreciates. Everything on this earth depreciates. Only thing appreciates over time is good stocks, good investments, and a good home in a good area. But everything, every car, every everything depreciates. Everything. So what I'm learning when God say, "I ask God for me, give me a hundred thousand." I'm going to have to use wisdom. Yeah, Lord, I, some of y'all can barely pay tithes on, on, on $500. You know, like when I deal with, I still deal with finance sometimes. But when I was under a church, people used to give $50, but they put tithes and offering. Now, which which is the fifty dollars? Is it tithes or offer? They put tithes and offer. It's because they too shame to put fifty dollars tithe and zero offer. So they put fifty dollars tithes and offer. They don't even break it up. I mean, I rather you put forty five dollars tithes and five dollar offer, but they put it together. And that just and with that I just I just you know we have another category we put tithes and offering. I mean one time we just put tithe, offering, building fund, love offering. But when you have people that put fifty dollars tithes and offering and they don't differentiate, we just put tithes and offering fifty dollars. You know because people don't want to differentiate because they got so much pride, want to be hardy and all that. So. There's a time that through maturity, I saw those people, you know, say, okay, $50 tithes, $10 offer. And then as time go by, it put $80 tithe, $20 offer. But that takes maturity. And I watch people tithes and offer grow over the years. Because when, when I'm be honest, when you start off giving tithes and offer, that's a, that's a shaky subject. You know, Oh Lord, ten percent, and then it's so amazing. Uh, when I was making a thousand a month, 
Lord, that's $100 a month. Oh, Lord, that's, that's a lot of money. Oh, Lord, that's a lot of money. But as time go by, and then when I was doing that, I started getting increases, increases, blessings. So God takes us to different faiths and levels. He takes us there. So it's a it's a patient route. But I tell anybody, in the things of God, there's patience, but there's growth. And one thing I love about God, we had a certain level in him, a certain uh, dimension in him. That don't shake you because it was a process. Now, with the enemy, people go through the process quick, but they follow the destruction. But with God, we like to treat planted by the rivers of water. We've been tested over and over. So I want to tell everybody, Control your spirit. Control your spirit. And how you you have to get before God. Because what you have in here is powerful. All of us is great in many different ways. But you need God to help you control it. Because you're going to lose every time. If you don't. You're going to lose. Not God. You're going to lose. You're going to lose. Amen. So I want everybody, every morning, put on full arm of God. Amen. Read Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. Put it on every morning. Amen. Put it on. You know, you know. I'm going to tell you this. When I wasn't praying in even my single life, it was easy for me to fall. Easy, because I didn't have a prayer life. I knew about God. I didn't have a prayer, so I fell every time, boom, any type of sin. But when I built, started praying and building up my faith, it comes, but it don't affect me like it used to. It doesn't affect me. But if I'm, but when my prayer life, if I'm not before God, when old stuff that burns me up, I say, uh-uh, I need to get back in the things of God. I ain't put on my armor. And then another thing, when you start saying little words like F and S words and dumb MFs, you know, we, you know everybody here have those little words, like ASS. It ain't always, <laughs> ain't always it's something about your flesh, right? He said, no, I need to get back in prayer because these little words, if you ain't careful, those little words, those little words are start turning from one word to two words, Mm -hmm. three words, and before you know it, you've been cussing a whole paragraph of things. So when you start slipping things that you normally wouldn't do when you first got saved and you start picking up them bad habits, it's time to get back, back before the Lord. Yeah. You have to put on the full arm of God every morning because there's a fight every morning. And I'm going to tell you this. 
you you ain't waiting on God. God is waiting on us. But God get tired of waiting and give it to someone else. God get people. Our God is very patient. Don't take God's patience for granted. Because you don't know how long that other person going to wait for you. Go through the process so God can bless you. Go through the process. Go through the process. Go through the process. I'm going to say it again. Go through the process. Put on a full arm of God every day. So if you, if you don't you don't have salvation, some some Muslim can come and convince you. Mm-hmm. If you live in any kind of way, you don't have the breastplate of righteousness. Mm-mm. You're not shod in the preparation of peace. You don't have the sword of the spirit. Anything can come and attack you. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't when when you're lying, you you don't have the book of truth. You mm-hmm. Need the book of truth. When something has almost has a nice weight, a weight to it, and you're more conscious of the weight that's put on you. So when you have the full arm of God, you you're not making unnecessary moves. Now versus you don't have no armor, you're doing everything. Oh, I don't have no armor. Well, I can do anything. Well, you have armor of God. You're more cautious. Even if you have a gun on your holster, a gun in your purse, you're more cautious of how you sling your purse. You're more cautious of how you lay your purse down. You're more cautious to your surroundings. Versus when you ain't have no weapons in your purse, you can throw your purse anywhere. You didn't care. So when you have the form of God, you're cautious. Because you have a weight on you and say, oh, Lord, I got the full arm of God. So you're not goofing off. You're, you're not trying to exert energy for no reason. Mm-hmm. When you fight the enemy, you're using all your arm. You, you're not, if you got a, a armor, you ain't going to let the enemy hit you too much in your chest area where the breastplate at, the metal piece, because the more hit. It, it loot, the more hits you take in your arm, it, it becomes less and less effectively of protecting you. So even with that, you're trying to protect certain things on your arm because everything in your chest area is vital organs. Everything, you got your kidneys. I mean, no, I'll take it back. You got your heart, your ribs, your lungs in your chest. Your mm-hmm. kidneys. Anything in the back of you, God got your back. Amen. Like your kidneys, God got your back. God got your back. If you look at the soldiers of old, some of them had, most of them had armor in their front. They had a shield. Most soldiers had armor in the front. Mm-hmm. And if they have, if they have something in the back, it's like a strap or something to hold up the front. Mm-hmm. Or they have nails in the back. But God protects our back. That's why God never gave us eyes in the back. He protects our back. Amen? Mm-hmm. Amen. God protects our back. Mm-hmm. Amen. I, I give honor to God, and I thank God for everybody that's on the line. And anybody want to give you a right to the Lord or rededicate your life to the Lord, it's important that you do that. 
Tomorrow's not promised to you. Next week is not promised to you. Give your life to the Lord. Give your life to the Lord. Give your life to the Lord. Amen. Everybody want to give your life to the Lord or rededicate your life to the Lord. Repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I need you. I need you. Thank you for dying on the cross. Thank you for dying on the cross. For my sins. I'll open the door of my life and receive you as Lord and Savior. Thank you for forgiving my sins and give me eternal life. Take control of the throne. Of my life. Of my life. Make me the kind of person. You want me to be. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Everybody that received God in your life to receive Jesus Christ, the heaven is rejoicing. I encourage everybody to go to your local church and begin to join that church. Or you're okay here, and I encourage you to stay with God. And also, one more thing. Ask to say, God, God, I receive your Holy Ghost. I receive your Holy Ghost. Baptize it with fire. Baptize it with fire. Amen. 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 I encourage you to read your Bible. Thank you, Holy Ghost. And I encourage you to start with Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I encourage you to pray, which is talking to God through time, and we'll get better. And I encourage you, if your church offers Sunday school or Bible study, please attend that. Amen. Yes. Amen. I thank God for everybody that's on the line. Do anyone have any testimonies? Anyone have any testimonies? Hello. Amen. Amen. Father Larry. Yes, ma'am. How you doing? Pretty good. How you doing, Mother? I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> to God be the glory. To God be the glory. I give God praise. I glorify him for putting the right words in my mouth, because without God, I am nothing. I thank the Lord. He gave me a, the gift that I can speak things, and it happens. And I praise God. Once I release it and get out of the way, God show up and show up every time. And I'm telling you, it's a blessing to be connected and to have the joy of the Lord with you everywhere you go. But I, you know, I, I sit back and wonder why people I haven't heard from or seen in a while, and all of a sudden you're coming up. But I ask God for a shield of protection each and every day because everything that grin in your face is not for you. They just come trying to be nosy and see what God can really bless you with. But I praise God that he's holding me and keeping me. 
and I'm truly dedicated, and I need him everywhere I go. Because I'm telling you, I try my best to ask forgiveness first thing in the morning. And, Lord, put the words in my mouth and help me, Lord, to be a better servant than I was yesterday. You've got to put your order in. And you've got to represent. It's not about us. It's about Jesus Christ. But I thank the Lord for the word on the night. I thank God. We've got to put on our full arm on God every day. Yes. And we've got to pray more in the Holy Spirit than ever before. It's just like when, when I pray now, I'm praying in my unknown language because I don't pray regularly. I pray in my unknown language. Heavenly. So I can have some peace throughout that day. Yes. And it's a blessing. It's just a blessing. But it's good teaching. It's a blessing. Amen. People walk around and brag about I, 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 and I keep messing things up. You better start doing what thus said the Lord. Then I good servant upon this earth. You got to walk the walk that you're supposed to be walking. Because God be the glory. Mm-hmm. God bless you, Prophet Larry. God bless you. Mm-hmm. God bless you too, Mother. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. So I just want to tell everybody, people don't want to hear it, but even Satan has his armor. Yes, he does. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. even, let me say it again, even Satan has his armor. You know, even Satan. Now, one thing with him, the cocky he get, he, he take off some stuff. Mhm. You know when people, like, uh, when people think they bad, oh. they talk more noise and yes, they, they say, do. Oh, I can fight him with one hand. I can fight this person with without this. I, you know, they get cocky. But yeah. a true man and woman of God they ain't taking out nothing. You can take it off, but I'm keeping on the full arm of God. And I've seen, I've seen the baddest people. Oh, I ain't going to worry about it. I ain't going to use no knife on this person. I ain't going to use my... I can whoop and kind of find out he flips on him. It backfires. Because the enemy get cocky. Yes, he He gets cocky every time. But but the Bible says be wise as a what, serpent? Be gentle as a dove. Uh-huh. You got to be wise. Yes, Amen. I thank thank God for everybody. And uh, if anyone have any prayer requests, I'm gonna ask everybody to email me at powerprayer at hotmail dot com if you got personal prayer requests, things that you don't want to share. Uh-huh. Uh, you can email powerprayer at hotmail dot com. You can email me, you know, because some things you don't want to share online. Amen. 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 I thank God for everybody. Um, and I'm coming to a close, and I just ask everybody this week, continue to read a proverb a day. Amen. Continue uh-huh. to read a proverb a day. Amen. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.